My doctor said what is a program for health information. Be careful that if you want treatment and diagnosis of disease, you need to go to your local health care provider. Hi, this is Dr. Frank with my doctor said what? We're going to have Frank talk today with Frank, Dr. Frank. So we're going to talk about a couple of things today that I think are worthwhile to note and that are easy to understand. Uh, and just to let you know, uh, even though I'm a pathologist and a toxicologist, I know what certain signs of aging are. Yesterday I was in an unfamiliar cracker barrel, not a place I go often, but for some reason I turned right to go to the restroom. And when I opened the door, there was a middle-aged woman there that looked startled that I was coming into the women's restroom. That's an embarrassing situation. And what I can tell you is if you're not thinking, you're distracted, you probably don't want to go in the wrong door, whatever that door is. And that's probably not a sign of dementia or Alzheimer, although who knows with me. But in reality, I think what it is is sometimes we're just distracted. I've said before I'm a little tension deficit, so I have to be careful. I can hear something in the other room and not pay attention to what's going on in front of me. So if you've got that issue, all you have to do is work on controlling it. So with that said, I want to talk about being an expert witness in some civil and criminal cases. And I want to give you an interesting example to my true crime friends out there. Um, I was involved in a case many years ago that involved a fellow that worked in a manufacturing plant. And he'd worked there many years, and he had developed carpal tunnel from repetitive action of using a certain piece of machinery and over and over uh, doing the same repetitive motion day after day after day. So he ended up having carpal tunnel surgery. After that surgery, he was in legitimate pain and he, that 15 years ago, we prescribed opioids much more freely than we do now, thank goodness. And they have a legitimate medical purpose, but you have to be very careful and your providers should be very careful how they prescribe them. And most are these days. They understand the ramifications of addiction and you can become addicted very quickly to any medication, prescription or non-prescription. So what happens is he becomes addicted to opioids. He sues the company and they looked at it. Uh, wouldn't have very sympathetic jury because it was true. If it wasn't for the fact that he had carpal tunnel, he wouldn't have been on opioids probably, and he wouldn't have had an addiction. And it caused a lot of problems. So they settled with him for a fair amount of money, several million dollars. And that was all said and done. The cost of litigation outweighed the, uh, the potential for damages. So it was just over. About a year later, that manufacturing company contacted me because the poor fellow passed away and it looked like he passed away from a drug overdose. Even though he'd been given treatment, they'd been paid a settlement. So they asked me to look as a toxicologist at the data, uh, look at the samples from the pathology, look at uh, his blood toxicology, how much of the opioids he had in his system. and uh, the case was worth so much money, over $25 million, that then it was worth taking a harder look and, and seeing what was going on here. Interesting enough, interestingly enough, the kind of work I do, we looked at it, and if you looked at the blood profile,
well of how much he had in his system of this particular opioid, he, uh, he had several of the tablets in his stomach at his time of death. And if we looked at how many were left, how many were in his stomach and his blood concentration, he couldn't have taken those pills. He would have been passed out before he would have got to that level of intoxication. So that made us start thinking something was amiss here. So what happened was, interestingly enough, another expert in a different area looked at the GPS on the rent-a-car of his wife because her she said that she had been gone for the weekend. She had went to a vacation a spot about three hours away and that she had come left on Friday, come back on Monday. He died on Friday evening, early Saturday morning. What they found was the GPS showed that she went to that spot. She drove back, not knowing there was GPS locator. And apparently, if you looked at the data that we showed him, it looked like he had not, he'd been passed out from the medication, but not overdosed enough to kill him, but it looked like he had been asphyxiated. She had come back and suffocated her husband, and he had died there, and then she went back, came back on Monday, called the police, and they went through all this. Uh, she was found guilty because she was greedy, and the original settlement apparently wasn't enough, and so she thought, why not do that? That's a sad situation, and it hopefully doesn't happen very often, but that's what forensic toxicologists and pathologists do. Look at DNA evidence, which is going to be one on one of our future podcasts, etc. Today we'll talk about a little more mundane set of factors. First one I want to talk about is substance abuse. Substance abuse can be drugs or alcohol, and that's any drug. I'm not an opponent of medical marijuana. There are some great medical uses for marijuana. Uh, Back before modern medicines, there were some wonderful uses for alcohol. They were going to saw your finger off. It was probably a good idea to inebriate yourself to the point where you deaden your nerves to feel it. Nowadays, we have better options. Thank goodness. So what you need to do is be careful about your medications, careful about your alcohol. Again, if you can stay with one drink a day, uh, you, I don't think you see any adverse health effects. And some studies say there's mild, if it's red wine, mild positive effects on your cardiac health, but if you can't, if you're predisposed like my family is to alcoholism, I can't drink at all because when things get rough or tough, then I'll drink too much, and for some people that happens, and so if that's you, you need to have to have a really frank conversation, no pun intended, with your spouse or those loved ones or those around you and see if you have issues that show you may be an alcoholic. And people that are alcoholics never believe they're alcoholics. So get a third and fourth opinion, then talk to your healthcare provider and make a plan to wean yourself off of that substance. Same way with marijuana, if you're a recreational marijuana user, and you're impairing your ability to work through some brain chemistry changes. Let me say this. Although there might not be changes as you get older, you do not want teenagers smoking marijuana. You don't want them smoking it at all, but even taking gummies. The smoke itself is harmful, just like vaping or cigarette smoking. But what you need to do, if they're taking it in an oral form, which is far better, uh, it can really change their brain chemistry. It can 
cause a lot of mental health issues. So I would recommend against that highly unless there's some strong medical need and that your healthcare provider has talked about that as an option. And there are some things like epilepsy and that that can really be helped by that at all ages. Uh, again, cut back on your alcohol. But if you're talking about prescription drugs, which I find interesting, people think it's okay to be addicted to a prescription drug or take too much or hide it or whatever. But here's a couple things. First of all, don't use prescription medications for non-medical purposes. Uh, you know, opioids are great for pain management in those that are end of life or in extreme pain circumstances. I broke my leg in eight places uh, 20 plus years ago, and thank God for opioids. Uh, I mean, for a few days, it was pretty critical, especially after the surgery and planting the IM rod in my tibia and fibia was pretty important. Uh, the pain was, I have a decent pain tolerance, but it was, it was pretty rough. And so I'm thankful for those miracles of modern medicine, but they shouldn't be abused. And I was very fortunate. My personal physician, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, said, nope, they can't have it after a few days of prescription, even though I thought I still could, even though I knew better. So you've got to be careful of that. Uh, don't take larger doses of medication than you're prescribed. Take the medication as directed in the dose that's recommended. And if it says take it with food, take it with food. If it says don't take it with grape juice or something else, don't do it. Read that label. You're the best advocate of your health. You're responsible for your health. You and your provider are the team that are going to give you a high-quality life by following those recommendations. Again, I'm going to go back to have a yearly physical, and I'll add this one. If you don't go to your dentist on a regular basis, please do that. We know that plaque in the gums and teeth and mouth are associated with plaque in your arteries, with hardening in arteries or arterial sclerosis or uh, lipids adhering to the walls of your arteries. So you need to be careful and take care of those teeth. Uh, there's a lot of things that cascade from poor dental care. So to my dentist friends, I'm telling you right now, at least go once a year. It'd be better to go every six months. And if you have to be a cash pay person like me, it's not that bad. Find a dentist that you like, that's compassionate, that understands your situation financially, mentally, and emotionally, and physically, and go to that dentist on a regular basis, floss your teeth, and morning and night, after brushing your teeth, you need to take a nice swig of 3% hydrogen peroxide. It will kill all the germs in your mouth. It won't hurt you, and that's what it's made for, dental debridement. So it's the best thing in the world, better than any mouthwash you can buy. And I'm sorry I don't have any sponsors, nor would I on some of these mouthwashes, but the alcohol and other things, they're just not as effective. So just take good old $1 30 per 32-ounce hydrogen peroxide you can find anywhere, Walmart, Amazon, and swish it a couple of times a day after brushing your teeth. That with flossing will do an incredible job. You'd be surprised how little dental problems you'll have with that. It keeps the plaque away, dissolves the plaque you have, because the plaque is made by protein and fat and carbohydrate particles combining with bacteria and different uh, pathogens in your mouth. So with that, don't share medications. Do not share medications. If it's prescribed to you, it's important that it's for you not for anybody else. Don't randomly take antibiotics that you have laying around. 
you say, why? Make me feel better. First of all, you might have a viral infection or something else. And then you're making your body those antibiotics you're going to become resistant to. So when you really need that prescription, you're not going to be, you're not, they're not going to be near as effective. So don't do that to your family or yourself unless it's a desperate situation. You're overseas. You don't know what to do. You, you can't find a doctor, whatever. But other than that, I would not do that. Another thing, if you go overseas, you have to have your name on the bottle in the original container, and that's your prescription with your identification. So I always, when I travel, do take a broad-spectrum antibiotic like ZPAC or Cipro or something in case I do end up having an issue. At least I can uh, have a chance of getting home uh, without being so sick I'm hospitalized. Uh, don't share medications. Don't mix medications. Unless your healthcare provider has prescribed those medications, and a lot of people are on multiple medications, but it's their job to look at, along with your pharmacist, that you're not taking things that have contraindications or warnings against taking together, and take them again just as they're prescribed. Then, if you have leftover medication, which you shouldn't have, I take a full prescription of things like antibiotics. Do not stop them early. Um, but if you, for whatever reason, have the, like you have an allergy, allergic reaction to some antibiotic and they switch you and you have some leftover, don't keep them around. And whatever you do, don't flush them down the toilet. That becomes waste and it contaminates our drinking water. And we now all have all kind of prescription drugs in our water systems that we drink every day. And you don't want to be exposed to that, and I don't want to be exposed to that because it's important that you stay hydrated, but you want to have something that's not full of contaminants. And our municipal water supplies do a good job, but there's still a lot of things that pass through, and some of those are prescription drugs that are very stable. So do not improperly dispose of those. Uh, failure to follow instructions, as I said, you've got to follow the instructions. Very, very important. So with that, We've got medications covered versus abuse. Medications are a wonderful modern marvel, but taken the wrong way or abused, they can become a nightmare. So don't, don't make the dream of feeling better and getting better a nightmare. Your general health will help your immune system so you'll be less likely to have to take more medications. And there are some things you can't avoid. We just have some things that we just happen and there's nothing you can do about that. So medications are a wonderful thing, whether you're diabetic, especially type 1 diabetic, or if you uh, have epilepsy or some other disorder that you need that. A lot of people uh, with migraines, it's an unbearable situation. You've got to have certain medications that your provider is best able with you to understand by accurate descriptions of your pain, your symptoms, etc., and the clinical tests they'll run to give you proper medication. And with that, this is Dr. Frank again with my doctor said what? See you next time. Thanks so much for listening and Remember, send your comments and questions to Dr. Frank at mdswpod at gmail.com.